The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary and Mr. Matt Morgan. Going to talk about Hell in a Cell 2017, tonight, October 8th, 2017. Uh, guys... Two matches in cells. Book ended the show. Matt, what are your big picture thoughts, especially on that ending? I have nothing for you as far as the last thing. I, no one saw that coming um, with Sami Zayn. But uh, so many, I mean, I'm ex- I get excited, obviously, watching these crazy bumps just like everybody else. Um, but I still think they're unnecessary. You know, I mean, but that is, again, why we wanted to watch the, the match to begin with, because we knew this would happen as far as some crazy lunatic type chances they would take right so i don't i don't know what to say to that yeah, yeah. Raj, what'd you think yeah i mean I, I i don't know about you guys but i get really nervous when they're on top of the cage too especially you know if you trip or a bad fall or something you know that's uh mm-hmm. that's life-threatening oh, but yeah. um but it was exciting it was i mean i thought the the main event was exciting the first match was awesome with the new day uh, I don't know why they put that on first. Uh, you know, the last New Day match was on the pre-show as well. And and uh, and then it was a lot of, you know, f- filler after that, even though you had two title changes. But I just thought, uh, yeah, I just thought the pay-per-view was kind of dull uh, between the two Hell in a Cell matches. It didn't need to go three and a half hours or four and a half hours with the pre-show. So, uh, man, I don't know. But overall, thumbs up just based on that main event. Yeah, seriously. I mean, in terms of safety on that, I mean, you guys could probably shed some light on this from behind the scenes, but I feel like everyone was so nervous watching that, right? Best case scenario, Mick Foley. Worst case scenario, Owen Hart in those situations. Um, I mean, they're tense. Tense, tense, tense. And uh, Matt, go for it. I'd love to get more of your perspective. That's that's their – I'm not naming those guys specifically, but that's their – that's what they play off of, obviously, right? Our emotions and trying to make us emotionally invest as much as possible. But my whole thing is you kind of stop emotionally investing in the characters mm. as, and you start to emotionally invest more in, is he going to die? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I don't know how good that is. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I liked it. I was, you know, entertained by it. You know, I just worry, I guess. Especially with Shane. Because I think yeah. Hell in the Cell, they've been doing this match you know, so often now that people don't automatically assume crazy stunt, but with Shane involved, you automatically assume that's, that's what's going to be there. Yeah. Um, so I, do we need to talk much about this pre-show match? I mean, the hype bros lost. You didn't really see evidence. They're turning on each other. Yeah. So I guess that storyline continues. Uh, yeah. It's just, uh, just standard stuff. Time marches on. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the tag team match that opened the show with the Usos winning back the tag team titles. Matt, what did you think of that match? Kind of the most extreme one we've seen in a while, right? If these were different name teams, you know what I mean? It, it, I think people would have put – I'm dead serious. They would have put this match really high up, in my opinion. I mean, maybe top 25. 
mm. as far as whether you want to call it a tag match, a hardcore match, a Hell in a Cell match. The, the, the Usos hitting, uh, what's his name, uh, Xavier Woods with the damn kendo sticks Jeez. tied up like that. Yeah. Those, dude, that, that stuff stings like a bee getting hit with that kendo stick. There's nothing giving about that. It's like being, being hit with a kendo stick, guys, is like, let me see being smacked right across the face by like a hundred hands. It's like that annoying sting, right? But they were going to town on him with that, with those things. And people are like, oh, well, once it breaks, it doesn't hurt as much. Yes, it does. Um, That was an incredible match. The psychology was really good. Uh, They did some original, you know, some more, um, that's what I'm looking for. Um, Some different spots I've not seen them do, anybody do before. Like the Doomsday Device, he had him up on his shoulders. He had Big E up on his shoulders, and one of the Usos went and hit the ropes and went flying through the ropes and hit, tackled him into the cage. That was pretty dope. They did a lot of cool, innovative things, I thought. Yeah, this match was... I mean, this was like an ECW match with how brutal it was. I mean, if you just change the atmosphere, I mean, that's what it was. I mean, it was crazy. Um, but it was this awesome. This should second-to-last match, right? Yeah. I, at least put it in the middle of the show. I don't know if you want to do back-to-back, just you know because they would be back down in time yeah right yeah but it was i mean i thought this match was amazing these teams have great chemistry um so yeah i guess uh the usos going to chad gable and shelton benjamin probably now um which is it just kind of seems like a letdown it does feels like a step down yeah yeah I'll tell you, with the new day though it was good to see them really get into it tonight i mean definitely matt to your point by any other names, right? I mean, the New Day, this was not comedy, lighthearted New Day. This was uh, some real aggression. It was great. But I feel like all their matches with the Usos have been like that. They haven't been like fun, you know, let's have Jumbling a good time. Around, yeah. Well, right. They've the been trombones and the cowbell and the gong, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but even that gong had to hurt, you know, that's not a, it wasn't a piece of plastic. To me, though, that team is 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 like the, is a three man version of Santino. It's hard for me to. <laughs> they they did it for like three or what two years of their you know their hijinks and all their little you know tomfoolery as Cornette would say, you know I I, I don't I don't know it's hard to take them. They do a good job of making you invest in them once the bell rings, and they do a great job with their psychology, like tonight and the last time they wrestled. They always have good matches, like you said, with the Usos. It's just they gave us two years of just making them ha-ha. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. If any other teams were in this match, any other named teams were in this match, we'd be talking about it as a top 25 uh, hardcore match, if you will, or Hell in a Cell match. It was that damn good, in my opinion. Psychology was through the roof. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that and the last match, two good examples of long matches that were not boring or slow. They kept the pace up. They kept it interesting. Um, the Usos are better than people give them credit for. I'm sorry. I, the Usos no, are freaking nasty. They're awesome. I, I like their mm-hmm. characters. I, they, it, it fits them. Uh, they have that edge. They're edgy and without you know, uh, looking like they're acting like they're being edgy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, they just fit their characters perfect. So I, I dig it. Double, double Splash is, is, so good, is so pretty looking. Yeah, they get some serious air on those, and they did. So, yeah, what you were saying with this match, some of the innovative stuff, like New Day, you know, tying up. Uh, was it Jay in the corner with the kendo sticks, uh, mm. and, and lodging him in the corner? I thought, I thought they just did some uh, just really innovative stuff. Xavier Woods fighting with uh, handcuffs on still, like just, yeah. just, just big, cool stuff. Yeah. That was the only spot, though. Did you guys think uh, Xavier was going to pull what was it, Lethal Weapon 2 and do the backflip out of those cuffs 
when they no. had him around the pole. <laughs> I thought he was going to run up the side of the cell and do that. That's the only thing that uh, <laughs> it could have paid off on. But, okay, so the unfortunate uh, honor of following that match was Randy Orton versus Rusev, where Randy Orton picked up a win. Um, I mean, Matt, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the, the match itself, but what do you think about that booking? As far as what Randy winning? Yeah, I mean, does that does definitely Randy need does that? it doesn't doesn't fit with what Randy's trying to do at the moment? So I'm assuming yeah. this isn't done. Randy's specifically trying to get guys over at the moment, but uh, the only thing memorable about this match, in my opinion, was the freaking awesome uh, reversal uh, uh, by uh, what's his name? Um, God, I'm so tired. Uh, Rusev, when he when uh, Randy was down, you know what I mean, doing his whole you know what do we call it, snake slithering crap and uh, Viper shit and before he hits the RKO and he reversed out of that by grabbing his hand and back flipping up into the, uh, whatever the hell his finisher is. Um, the camel clutch gimmick. What the hell is it called? Rusev's finisher. What's the, it called? Acc- the accolade. Yes. And then, then Randy coming back to the RKO. That was the only memorable part of this match. It was pretty well done. Nobody's ever done that with the RKO before. So I thought it was cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, worthless. Yeah, I just feel like maybe they feel like they need to get Orton some pay per view ones because he's done. He's lost so many pay per view matches this year, so yeah, he can lose um, them. he can lose them all. I, that's what I think. I th- I keep waiting for them to pull the trigger on Rusev because he's so damn entertaining. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I thought this was. I don't want to get into a, a Randy Orton debate here, but I thought this was uh, kind of kind of the usual kind of usual stuff. No, this is the yeah, this is the most boring match of the of the night, no question. Yeah. yeah. So triple threat tonight. Raj, your prediction was correct. Ty Dillinger got inserted into Baron Corbin versus AJ Styles. And out of that triple threat, Baron Corbin is the new WWE United States champion. So uh Matt, I can't remember, did we we didn't predict this, did we? On our uh, predictions uh, last week? No. Yeah. What do you think about Corbin as the champ? Um overdue to some degree, right? They've been trying to push this kid for a long time now. And uh, he kept having these setbacks. So, um, I mean, he was up higher, if you remember. We were actually talking about him being world champion, mm. you know, not too long ago when he was given these op- being given these opportunities. So, I don't know. I'd like to see AJ get the freak out of this crap and go back up top again. You know what I mean? But um, the Shane versus KO stuff is so good, you really can't, right? So, I don't know. I, I think uh, it's good for him. You know, anytime you win a title, it's fantastic. It's his first. And um, it's almost like Ty was put in there just to, so AJ didn't have to suffer the loss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I liked about it is now you can move AJ into the world title picture. You know, usually I, I, I hate the champion not dr- dropping the belt uh, to the next guy. But if, if you're moving up, uh, then I think it makes sense. And uh, here I think it, it makes sense for if, if they're going with AJ and Jinder, which I'm assuming they are because, I mean, Jinder beats Nakamura pretty clean here. And that's two pay-per-views in a row. Um, yeah. So, you know, AJ being put in that spot, I'm all for it. Yeah. And uh, with Baron, you know, Baron and Ty, I think that feud has some, uh, some, some place to go if it's just the two of them. So we'll see. Really? I think they could do something with it. Ty, look, the crowd reacts to Ty. The company seems high on Corbin. I don't know. Those, the matches that they've had on SmackDown, the two of them, uh, have not been anything memorable. So. My prediction was that's where they go Sammy versus Corbin next for the U.S. title, but it looks like that's not happening based on the, the events right. in, the, 
the end of the show. So I think who else do you got aside from Ty in that mid middle slot? Uh, rude. I guess Rude and Ziggler are still going, but Nakamura. yeah, you could do Nakamura. Nakamura and, and uh, Baron Corbin had some crappy matches, though. Yeah, that's the problem. But that's Corbin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's the champ, and Ginger's <laughs> the other champ. And uh, you can only do so much, folks. Um, so, SmackDown women's title match Charlotte Flair versus Natalia. Charlotte wins by DQ, Natalia retains. Matt, your thought about the match and the booking? Good. Once the bell rang, good match. Finish was weak just because if they want to keep the title on Natalia, then you got to beat Charlotte. You know, I hate Charlotte losing. Uh, I wouldn't like it, you know. Um, but I just think, I don't know, we can't. I, I just think it's a cop out finish. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I felt like because they had. Natalia beat Charlotte clean on, on SmackDown that they had to have Charlotte win. But um, yeah, it's just a week. Why even do it if you're just going to go just uh, for a DQ finish? You could just do an angle on SmackDown with kind of doing the same thing. But um, I just didn't think this was as good as their matches that they had in NXT. You know, like there's just something something missing when they do these women's matches that were great in NXT. And when they do it on the main roster, it's just it's just lacking. I want to point out these fans sucked tonight. Detroit, I'm so disappointed in you guys. Granted, you had a super long show to sit there and watch. I'll give you guys that. But you guys are better than that. I mean, this is early in the show. Like, you guys shouldn't be this bored by this point. You know? and I think that's the difference is, is the fans. It's the NXT crowd. You know, you go back and watch that match between Italian and Charlotte. I just watched it two weeks ago at NXT. And it was nowhere near as smooth as, as people remember. Go back and watch it. It's one of my favorite matches ever. But uh, I went back and watched it. And I was like, hmm, this, why did I think this was so much better than it really was? You know? And I watch some of their stuff now. It's, it's, it is better. Just the finishes aren't as good right now. And they're not getting as much time as they did in that match now. And most importantly, the fans are nowhere near what they were at NXT that night. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, those are, that's the biggest difference, in my opinion, is the fans. And the fans sucked tonight. Except for uh, they were great in those Hell in the Cell matches. That was oh, great. Cool. Oh, yeah. gee. Well, good job, guys. The guy <laughs> had to throw himself off the top of a twenty. Good job. Way to be there, guys. <laughs> guy almost kills himself, and you cheered. Good shit, guys. You guys are yeah. so savvy. You, you wrestling fans of Detroit are so savvy. <laughs> you smart marks, you. <laughs> it would have been more impressive if they were subdued during that and just, you know, did like a polite smattering of applause. Oh, dude, uh, I would get off that helmet on and smack everyone in their face <laughs> if, if I was one of those two guys. Oh, yeah. I bet, man. I think, you know, it makes Natalia look like more of a heel to have uh, ended the match that way. That's the but... psychology, yeah. Yeah. I, I do got to say, I, I, I think this was AJ Styles' worst pay-per-view match on, in WWE. Um, AJ's? Yeah. What do you mean? The, the the match tonight with Corbin and Ty. Oh, I thought we were talking. I apologize. I thought we were talking about the girl still. Um, oh, I'm sorry. We are. I'm, I'm just sorry. I'm tired. Roger's just thinking tired. out. Yeah. <laughs> We've all had a long day. It's a long ass night they put us through. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. This is uh, for, AJ's on talking you know smack why? right now. So that's why. I, because AJ, on. because he sold the majority of this match. No. He really did. He did a double. He did a double heat on him. Mm hmm. And yeah. um, we didn't get to see him do all his stuff. That's what we like to watch. Yeah. 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 I mean, that the women's match, it was good. It was just, um, it was all went on very, very long and yeah. uh, tough to compete. With those bookends, with that opener and that closer, I mean, 
I don't know how you, you hope to stand out. And, and I, I got to say, too, I think the fans weren't into the women's match as much because they, they don't fit in their current roles. Charlotte just isn't that great of a baby face, and Natalia isn't a great really? heel. I don't yeah. think so. Because, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. At NXT, though, that's the way it was, right? Wasn't Charlotte the face? And... Uh, was she? I thought she was she a just, heel. Maybe she had just turned heel. Yeah, yeah I, think, I right. think she just did. Um. But yeah, I just think they they just fit so much better with the roles reversed. Like fans don't want to hate Natalia, and uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I think fans admire and respect the hell out of what Charlotte does in the ring. But I think that when she was a heel, and now they've tried to transition her face, I just don't think there's the connection there with the fans the way they have a connection with Becky or Sasha or Bailey or even Alexa to that point. Um, I just think something's missing. And with Natalia, perennial, I mean, professional in the ring, great at what she does. But yeah, as a heel, it just never felt right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. S- same thing with it. It's not the next match, but we'll get to it. Bobby Roode versus Dolph. We'll get yeah. into that too. Those two are better reversed, but go ahead. 100%. Yeah. So I got to ask you, man, we saw the fashion files tonight, Matt. So is it, is it <laughs> an like okay life? Point. Is it an okay life to be on the roster and be doing this? You're not taking bumps. You're selling merch. Well, you're Dude, essentially... That- a performer, it's, not a wrestler. It's the million dollar. Are you kidding me? That's that's the million dollar dream sure. right there, dude. Just making sure. Hell yeah, that's dude. They they're getting themselves over, dude. Any TV time you get, and you could be entertaining and elicit a reaction and not have to bump. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, the Ascension getting on that uh, fashion files train now, full board. So, <laughs> hey, you know it's getting the Ascension over. I mean, it's, it's that's working. how good they are. That's how good those two are. I think they're yeah. so entertaining. Yeah. yeah, not I, the Ascension. <laughs> no, absolutely. They're, but they're the the Ascension are the most entertaining they've been since they've been on the main roster, though, by just yeah. their cameos in this. Right. Yeah. But so- yeah, I mean, I, it's it's entertaining. I don't know, you know, uh, I don't know what they do with them in the ring right now. Yeah, it doesn't always translate. Sometimes it did. Sometimes it more times than not it didn't. Yeah. It's a shame because they're both credible workers. Hmm. Yeah, that match they did the what was it with the Usos? The one where uh, Breeze yeah. was changing disguises. I mean, that was yeah, it was like an old ambitious. lady. Yeah, yeah. that was <laughs> very ambitious for a WWE match. I think even at the time, if it came across awkward, people will look back on that as one of the more ambitious comedy slash legitimate matches the WWE has ever done. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll see we'll see where it goes from here if they're gonna expand the the tag stories that they're telling every week on SmackDown. Uh, let's talk about the title match: Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal for the WWE title. Jinder, I thought Nakamura was winning. Yeah, Jinder, no Singh brothers, right? And he still yeah, and pulled out the win. Jinder's been just ripping him every week. Uh, you know, uh, making Nakamura look like a goof, and then you know, <laughs> and then he just beats him clean. It's just uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just think it was, it's weird. I mean, I thought, you know, they're going to India in December, so I figured Jinder was going to be champ, but I thought they'd have Nakamura win it here and then Jinder win then, it back. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm missing here, but uh, the only thing I can think of is that that disconnect with Nakamura's English. Mm-hmm. But they're still chanting Nakamura, right? They're, I still hear him in the arenas doing that on SmackDown. You know? well, they, it's like now you yeah i i agree 100 percent. they're they're still cheering for him but you see you feel him losing more momentum every week yeah i don't know what to do about that i don't know i just again i don't know maybe he's working on his english maybe he, i hope he is 
I mean, if, but, I'm just thinking if I'm going to a foreign country, I'm doing everything I can to speak that language as affluent as possible. If that's the one thing that may hold me back, because that's what it's like this. This sounds like a horrible thing I'm going to say, but last week on SmackDown when he was being interviewed, right? In the mm-hmm. ring, he did an in-ring promo. Yeah, I felt like I was waiting for like a five-year-old kid to sound out a word that he was having a problem sounding out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm kind of like cheering along, like, "Oh wow, he got it out. Good job, Timmy." <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean? I, I I agree. I I said it on the podcast last week. I said uh, he's making his faces while he's doing his promo, and then he says the lamest line, and and part of that's what scripted for him. He said, "You know, sticks and stones may break my bones." Uh, but names will never hurt me. That was his promo. Um, and it took five minutes to say it, though. Yeah, it took forever to say it. If, I mean, if he would have just said, you know, sticks and stones may break, you know, may break my bones, but I'll break your face or something like that. Yeah. You know, something cool. Especially but short he's making and simple. All those, especially when he's making all those weird body language things that we usually thought were pretty cool in the past. Right. He's he's putting, the, he's making all these body language and facials that he, we're used to seeing him. We're assuming like it's just him being an incredible badass and super charismatic, and he comes out with that line. That right. line does not match those movements and I don't know the right. coolness factor that we always thought that he had. Yeah, yeah. So Matt, I have to ask from a performer's uh, perspective, given that you had to spend quite some time cutting promos with a forced stutter, mm-hmm. how did you not get up in your head doing those? Going, oh my god, this is going on for so long, and having to do that gimmick and deliver your lines with a forced timing issue with the with the stutter gimmick no just go and do it I, I, honestly I, I don't really know i just use basically go and let it rip um yeah i don't know anytime i talked even with that show i i, I just even though i didn't have permission back then they made you go by the script i still would go out there and not go by the script and, and go by what i felt they wanted to get out of me what yeah. they wanted me to say and then try to get always try to get stuck on a word and then replace it with a different word kind of a thing. You know, I was hoping to make it into more of a comedy act. Thank God I didn't, but I was really trying to make it into one. Um, cause I didn't know what else to do with it. Yeah. Um, so gender retain, man. So AJ, we think AJ is the guy that takes that's, this off. That's gender. what I think. That makes sense. Right. Unless so they get... permanently take it off. Them? No, no. Well, I mean, uh, India. Yeah, they probably wouldn't have it a title change yet, but you know who knows with Vince. Remember with JBL, everyone just assumed it was just a, a stopgap yeah. measure until Batista came back, and yeah. and then he was champ forever. So uh, you know they really stuck with that, and so who knows? Maybe Jinder's champ till WrestleMania. Uh, you never know. Yeah. But I will say this: I thought as far as the match itself went, this was way better than their SummerSlam yes. match. Yes, yeah, I, I love this match actually. You I did. thought it was very good. Yeah, I did. It's very, very, cla- very big clash of styles. Ginger's a little bit more. Let's just be serious. Like, he's not. He's not exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, his work is not exciting, but it doesn't have to be. He's trying to get legit heat from the fans, right? Mm-hmm. So he'll go to holds more times than everybody else, other than Randy. Um, and uh, <laughs> I think he's smart enough to realize that it bothers and pisses people off. And he's just trying to be a, a, a heel's heel and not do anything with any kind of sizzle whatsoever except for his physique, you know? And uh, I actually thought this was probably his best match since he became champ. But he hasn't had that, you know, I don't think he's had that many really good ones. But yeah. I, thought, I thought this was his best one. But um, one thing I've noticed, they really protect his finisher. Like, mm. he hits that, it's over. There's no, no... Right, yep. 
And I, I like that. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of protecting finishers, so I think that's cool. Yeah, it is. It's usually something big that happens, though. It's usually the Singh brothers or somebody doing something to the yeah. opponent, and then the dude like slips on a banana peel and walks into the dude's finisher. Right. So it is a good job, though. You're right. Nobody's kicked out of it yet, right? Yeah, no. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I almost thought they were going to do that here uh, just because it was so clean uh, that I thought Nakamura was kicking out, but he didn't. So. I wonder what's going through Nakamura's head. He's, <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting paid like crazy, obviously. But I wonder, like, winning and losing, does he care? Does he not? You know what I mean? He's such a huge star in New Japan. He's a huge star here, but New Japan, he was the man. Yeah. You, you know, I wonder what he thinks. I honestly don't think uh, those gender promos did him any favors because I think that brought out a lot of stuff that people probably are thinking in the back of their minds a little bit, but not, yeah. you know, but Nakamura pulled it off. But by bringing it out more that it, it kind of right. kind of sticks in more, you know, you just pay, you just notice it more now. Yeah. I mean, no offense, I like gender, but I don't think he did a very good job of making fun of him with that. Oh, no, it was terrible. Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't think it was very witty or funny or, like, it was kind of forced laughing at the guy kind of a thing. Right. Every time I saw it, I don't know. His laugh seemed phony as hell. And oh, I no. love gender. He's one of my boys. I love him to death. I just thought it was so forced. And his laugh was so fake. No, it was terrible. But it does bring point out to the audience that he yeah. makes kind of goofy faces, you know, that Nakamura does. And we're supposed to like that, though. Now he's right? trying to take it away from us. Right. Yeah. It's um, an odd way to go about things. Um, so whenever these people talk about Okada and all these guys that WWE should sign, if they can't make Nakamura work, uh, there's no way Okada is going to work in WWE. If, if Nakamura doesn't, no way. Yeah, you're right. Oh, it's but kinda... this guy is, and he speaks. Okada doesn't speak English either, I don't think. No, no kinda... not that well. It's kind of weird, too, though, because when you think about the heel promos that you cut on someone that you could store a star, when's the last time in a promo someone called Kevin Owens fat and talked about his shapewear? When someone talked about Vince. Finn Balor being, yeah, but when did someone talk about Finn oh, yeah. Balor being short? You know, I mean, they don't, you don't point out the shortcomings of the guys. You're not supposed to, to. Right, your top guys. Right? We were saying it last week with Hulk Hogan. They were never allowed to bring up that he was balding, you know, even though everyone right. can see it. You cannot bring up his hair. And uh, In fact, I couldn't bring up their age. I couldn't bring up his thing <laughs> or his age. Yeah. yeah. I, I did it once, and I got, like, lashed out on for it. And uh, Hulk had my back, thank God, for, for, for one of them, but. It was like, well, what do you want me to do? There are guys sitting there ripping me to death, call me a, uh, a big B word, and I'm supposed to, to take it? Yeah, I remember that. You know Scott, what I, mean? I always remember that Scott Steiner promo because I remember I wanted to that send one, you oh an email and be like, dude. God. I had to talk with Viru before that segment happened, and I said, I see what's, going, what, what's being written here for Scott here, and I go, there's no way I can sit there and just take that. I go, I've got to respond with something. And he's like, no, dude, you're two athletes. You're just concerned about the athletic contest of this because you're an all-American athlete. I'm like, okay, but what does that have to do with me taking it like that? Because, dude, you're not listening. The finish of this entire series is you winning and going over, brother. That's your that's your comeback. You're winning next week at the pay-per-view. That's going to shut them all up, right? That's going to shut them up for that. I was like, that doesn't uh. – and I went out there, heard it. I was like, whoa, this is this is not what – Vince, this is not what we discussed. <laughs> but what do you? Lesson learned, though, never to always. You know what I mean. Even if it's your writer telling you these things, and and, and I love Vince, and I always respected him, um, setting me up to be better, not worse. Um, you know, 
I, I always learned a lesson out of that, just to let her rip going forward and never, ever, ever do anything that's uncomfortable to me. I'd rather ask for forgiveness afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I should have done. I shouldn't have asked Vince beforehand, looking at the script, going, what the hell? Scott's killing me here. Why, I'm not going to watch him and listen to him do this. The dude's like two feet tall. What am I, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and for anyone, yeah, I'm sure everyone figured out that you, he's talking about Vince Russo. But um, yeah. yeah. Um, then Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler. Oh, Roode my is the God. Face. Ziggler is the heel. Am I wrong? Ziggler's entrance would have been cool had he been the face in this gimmick, right? Had the rules been reversed. His, Why? Like, because I think he was making – if you were to cut a promo on Bobby Roode with him as the heel mm -hmm. and you as the face, to talk mm -hmm. about, oh, your entrance to this, you know what, I'm so good in the ring, I don't need that, and you just come out to silence and uh, no lights, no Tron, nothing, I think that would be cool if the roles were reversed. As a heel, I felt like they kind of wasted that with Ziggler. I think it would be cool if, for like a badass figure to do yes. that. Yeah. Because I but got a little Dolph. bit of that vibe tonight when Dolph was walking out. There was a little bit like, wow, this is a pretty badass way to walk out to the yes. ring. Yeah. Too bad it's Dolph in a vest. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Like, it was like, like Lesnar or something like that. But Batista, I kept thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah, um, so what did you think of the match itself tonight, Matt? They're, they're, they're so god darn good. I thought this was going to blow the roof off. I thought for sure this would be one of the match of the years. They're going to have one eventually, but... Um, these two are my favorite work, like favorite workers as far as that goes, as far as like psychology, bump and feeding heels that they both are. Um, they're both incredible, incredible workers. You guys know my favorites are Kevin Owens and, and whatnot, but my favorite workers in the ring are those two. And um, I've been waiting for years for this match, guys. You don't even understand. We're talking back when Bobby was at TNA. And I'm like, dude, you and that dude, you and when Dolph first won the championship, I'm like, you would make so much money with that kid. You guys are so mirror images of each other. And here they were tonight, and I was so stoked for my boy. And now, I don't know. It's reversed. They got to reverse these two somehow. Yeah, that I think that hurt it a lot. Was I think rude? People Bobby's love that face. entrance, but they don't get into him as a baby face. They don't. They don't not, like the person. They like he's not the a face. entrance. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, it's clear as day that he should be a heel. And a why did they make him this, Raj? Why did they make him a face? Do we know? I think their pro their thought process was that he's going to get cheered anyway because of the entrance. So let's go. So hopefully this is a temporary thing, and that they they turn him get get the get the entrance thing out of the way. But the the fans are they're into the gimmick, but not the the person. And uh, <sighs> that's not him, man. I swear to you, this isn't him. He's doing his best. I've never seen him smile more in my life. Yeah, it just it it it, it just comes across as insincere, <laughs> like he's trying too hard. And um, it's not him. Yeah, I know. No. And you could hear a pin drop in this match. And it, yeah. it was one of those things. I was like, man, if these guys, if they're, if you piped in like loud crowd noise, this match would probably be pretty good. But the, the fans just didn't care. So it was just, you know, it's like really quiet crowd. This was the quietest uh, they were. You know, I think the whole show was this match. Chanting Little Caesars. Yeah. And the CM Punk chant. You know? Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think Ziggler's lost a, a step or two as well. Um, he hasn't had a, a really good pay-per-view match in a while, and he's been put in, you know, with Nakamura and, you know, uh, other guys like that, and it, it's been a while. I think right, since right. The Miz is yeah. the last time I could think of. Yeah, a year ago. 
Mm-hmm. Crazy. So a second, we're going to talk about the main event, the false count anywhere. Hell in a cell match, Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens with the Sami Zayn interference at the end. First, got to take a moment. Thank the sponsor of this episode, which is DDP yoga guys. You've heard us talk about it. The DDP yoga now app used by Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, Mick Foley, tons of other WWE stars who love using DDP yoga. You know about the apps, you know about the workouts, the cooking lessons, the motivational messages from DDP himself. And if you go on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling Inc to check out their sale, you'll find some great savings. Also, let's talk for a second about John Kaiser. Got to talk about this guy. Man, he is another inspirational success story. He saw John Kaiser. So John Kaiser is one of the many success stories of using DDP yoga. If you look, uh, he saw the video of Arthur Borman, which is on YouTube. He's a guy who ordered the DDP yoga DVDs and lost a ton of weight. John Kaiser is another guy. A couple weeks of doing the program, got stronger, got his life back. New five to six months into doing DDP yoga, he was going to take a trip and he was so worried about it because he'd get pains from traveling an 11 hour trip. He was going to do in a car. He was pain free and he credits DDP yoga with getting rid of that joint pain and all the problems he was having. He was inspired by the stories. And what's great about this guys is this is a guy who not only got in better shape, but it wasn't about weight loss. It was about flexibility. It was about joint pain and DDP yoga can help with that. So even if you're looking at this and you're saying, you know what, I'm in pretty good shape. I take care of myself. Maybe it's a little harder to get moving in the morning. Maybe age is taking its toll on me. DDP yoga can help. It can help you manage your pain. It can help you do things you didn't think you could do again. Like jump rope, for instance. John said that he used to be a pro at jump rope. But then he had an accident. He had some problem moving after that, even after physical therapy. He had three lower discs that were herniated. I'm telling you, he had a lot of problems. And DDP yoga fixed them, made them as pain manageable again, made it so he could do more than physical therapy ever could. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Check it out to learn more about the success story of John and others who have turned their lives around using DDP yoga. And again, they've got a great sale going on right now. ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Guys, if John Kaiser doesn't make you want to go out and get it, I, I don't know who will. Seriously. And people tweeted at us all the time and talk about, you know what I did is I lost weight. I'm finding my clothes are fitting better. Whether you're looking to make small gains or just big life changes. That's the great thing about DDP yoga is that you can have a positive impact on your life. Give it a try. I'm telling you, I've, I've never read a bad review of it. Everybody that gets into it becomes a believer and an evangelist themselves and love having them as a sponsor of the podcast. Now let's talk about this main event tonight. So we knew it was going to be crazy. Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens in the cell. We knew someone was coming off of that cell. Um, I mean, yeah. right? It was telegraphed. Yeah. The second they got it, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I was just waiting. I was like, okay, when are we getting to the part where they go to the top of the cell? But they yeah. stayed up there much longer than I think any of us thought they were going to. Yeah. I, I, I Like I said, I was kind of nervous the whole time because there were a couple of times when Shane looked like he was stumbling a little bit. And it was hard to tell if he was just selling or he, he lost his balance a little bit. So uh, went on top, up top, or yeah, on top. Um, and the, the the cage that you're walking on up there, it's it's a lot stronger than people think it is. Um, well, they've reinforced kind of, it, right? Because uh, to my understanding, yes, because that original Undertaker Mankind spot where he chokeslammed him through the oh the the top was not a With- planned spot. Are you sure it wasn't? Yeah, it was. It it wasn't. Well, it wasn't meant to break. It was. Are you it, sure? Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. So you're not trying I, to work us with that no, crap. I talked to. I've even. I mean, I talked to Foley directly about it. 
Yeah, wow, man. that's even more. That's even crazier because that flo- I always wondered like that like that floating chair that's floating through the air like an inch mm-hmm. below Mick's head. You don't remember how it worked, how it went? Yeah, like he uh, he could have been decapitated, it, right? If the yeah. chair hit the ground first and stood up, it could have decapitated Mick. Yeah, no, it really screwed him up. Yeah, Felice said like that first the when he was thrown off the top of the cell, the that devil. bump was brutal, but it wasn't as bad as that second one where he's choke slammed through, and that wasn't meant to happen. I always thought that was definitely the worst of the two. I don't know why everyone always talks about him falling off the thing versus being choke slammed through the damn. <laughs> right. That's incredible. Yeah, could you imagine oh your surprise when you're if you're not expecting to go through that? Oh, thing I would, and... I'd be screaming! I'd be screaming! I'm gonna die! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, 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 yeah, so it's better make the best of DVD. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, um, they've definitely reinforced it up there. And, um, but yeah, still would be nervous as hell taking suplexes and moves on that. That's for sure, though. Yeah. And then Kevin Owens doing the, um, uh, his little, yeah, 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 yeah. The thing Joe does too. What the hell is it called? It was Uh, a little splash thing. The little senton thing, right? Yeah. The, the the oh my god, yeah. I can't think of the name, but uh, I'd be scared as hell. Yeah, and, and if I was Shane's kids, man, sitting in the front row, I, I, uh, kid, there's no way I could have my kids out there. I'd, no way, no way, yeah. I could have my kid out there for that. Yeah, but uh, I thought this match. It, I mean, it was it was exciting. It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shane. The good and the bad. The good is Shane matches. They're always like this, but that also kind of ends here. Now, what are we going with? Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Is that your top feud on? I'm not top feud, but your top storyline on SmackDown. I mean, compared to what's going on on Raw, I don't know. I just think SmackDown. It's just not yeah. much going on with, with that brand. We get, we get AJ back. They they were better. I'm not just saying it's because he's our friend or something like that. But SmackDown was a better show. In my opinion, it was more exciting when AJ was on top. Absolutely. Man, him, him versus Cena were killing it. Mm-hmm. Killing it. Um, matches of the year, like every time they touched. Um, it was just a much better show all the way down. Do you know what I mean? Uh, all the way down the card even. They were giving everybody more time. You remember? I feel like you can almost pinpoint when SmackDown kind of started losing uh, its edge was when uh, AJ Styles lost the title. And so then they went with Bray and Orton and, and that whole thing. Yeah. And it's just been kind of downhill ever since. You're right. That is, that is what it feels like, too. I, I, wait, so, so what do you think happens now, then? You, Shane can't just come back from this, right? Uh, he's probably off TV for a couple of weeks. And he's just the, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, I don't think this is leading to another feud for him, like another match for him. Um, so then, what happens with KO now? He just has like a, a tag team friendship with uh, his his buddy again. What do they do? Yeah, I guess maybe they're just aligned, not necessarily a tag team, but uh, Sammy's a heel now. I guess the best seller in the business. But I will say this: WWE's done nothing with him as a babyface, as yeah. good as he is in that ring, and what a hell of a seller he is. So you know what? You lose your top selling babyface because you're idiots that don't know how to book the kid to begin with. So I'm for him being a heel. Yeah, I like that. Ben a heel. El Generico was never a heel. Um, I mean, maybe back when he was Big Larry on the Indies and uh, coming out to a he was black called y'all. Big Larry. Yeah, he came out to, and he acted as if he was an African American man uh, in a white man's body. You need to watch these videos; they're insane. 
It was the worst <laughs> gimmick I perhaps have ever seen. That yeah. was the thing that put him on the map originally, was Big Larry. Um, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. The guy, as a heel, they better be doing something with him because this is a career-defining turn. Raj, did you know about this Big Larry character? <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh I, it, seems, it sounds like it sounds like a baby facing to me. I, I, I think I have to cheer that. <laughs> if you think Jinder's promos are uncomfortable, go back and watch some Big Larry promos on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to after this. Jinder looked politically correct. It's, uh, but that's what I'm saying. So there so, could be something great here, but we don't know. So who moves up? Who moves up against then KO? Who's the face? And by the way, really, really quick, before we get into that, Raj, the fans are way too loud for Shane. Do you notice that? <laughs> Who, who's the most over baby face on the show? Yeah, Shane. Yeah. Shane. They chant Shane the entire time, man, loud as hell. That's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Tonight was a good thing because he was in the match. You want them emotionally invested in your face, but he's the GM of the show, right? Yeah. No, that's – yeah, he's not... he's the most popular baby face on the show now. With, and with, I think Brian's right behind him. If Brian went out there, they'd all be chanting us like crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Uh, but with Kevin, you could do Nakamura. You can do that next. They have, I mean, they've done I some matches Nakam- on TV, but I think KO could pull, could pull a lot more out of this yeah. than than, it, than most people could. KO he's that damn talented, in my opinion, in promos or, or setups, you mm-hmm. know, for matches. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, yeah, that and AJ and Jinder, you got you got something there. I, I still think, you know, I, I know a lot of us, the, the Smarks and stuff, like my, myself, I want AJ and Nakamura. Nakamura. I think that would be yeah. just awesome. But not yet, because I want that at WrestleMania. So hopefully they end up doing that. They better start protecting Nakamura a little bit better. Yeah. No, hopefully getting out of this gender feud will help. I hope so, because they had a moment and a half that those two planned. Yeah. What was it? The Money in the Bank ladder match. Remember that? Uh, they went yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. when yeah. AJ and him faced off and just stared yeah. at each other, about to go at it, and then they gave it about a minute. Yep, crowd was, was going nuts. Yeah, the fans were eating that up. So yeah, the finish of this match, the uh, it was Shane pulling Kevin Owens off the middle of the cell through a table. Sammy pulling. No, no, no. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Shane, the, the first table bump that that's Kevin, right, that's Kevin right. Owens took. That um, I think a lot of people assumed that that was the big spot. Yeah, and, so, and uh, then Shane went, climbed to the top of the cage, recreated his Undertaker, <laughs> you know, uh, elbow that he did, and missed again. I, if he hit that, I mean, that caused some real damage. It's not an elbow. He's just doing a back. Watch again. He just does a back bump. So yeah, he can't hit somebody with that. His his ass would be on someone's face. Yeah. So you know what I mean? if he ever, anytime he does that, he, he pretty much has to miss. He has to miss <laughs> unless that you see that elbow come out a little bit more. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, he missed. Uh, Sammy pulled Kevin Owens off the table, and Shane missed. Sammy had a yeah. I, I I liked his expression and everything. It was kind of again, it fit. It didn't seem like he was overacting or anything. And uh, mm. I thought it, it was interesting. Yeah. It's the most interesting thing they've done with Sammy in a long time. So. Um, to me, the most interesting thing on the show at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's got me. But the thing that made it a definitive turn wasn't that he pulled KO out of the way. Because you could say, oh, this went too far. Someone could have gotten hurt. I was doing the right thing. The fact he dragged KO back over to put him on Shane's Good point. body. Yeah, he had to cover Shane for the pin. For yeah. The win. yeah. That's Great what point. made this a definitive turn. 
Yeah, because it wasn't just looking out for the the health of his best right. friend. It was also helping him win on top of that. Excellent, excellent point. Yeah, I'm stoked about SmackDown on Tuesday. I wonder, uh, someone in the chat might be able to fill us in if they covered this at all on Talking Smack to see if there was any I want to watch it, so don't stooge it off. Yeah, um, but I'm assuming I, I, Sammy From what I saw, they didn't. I saw AJ on there, and uh, oh, well. yeah, they didn't uh, have anything from the main event. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, Tuesday. it's cool. It's cool. It's just, again, just the stuff on top on SmackDown just doesn't feel as interesting as Raw right now. And they, they, need, to, they, need, a, they need someone to move over to SmackDown. And, and they need a big star on there. Yeah. It just feels like, it really feels like the B-Show right now. Can I, tell you what talk, well, can I tell you what talking Smack doesn't need? Freaking Rosenberg. He's annoying <laughs> as hell to me. If I was a guest on there, I would backhand him. He's so annoying. <laughs> Rosenberg got uh, upset with one of our tweets tonight. Oh, yeah. He responded to me because I uh, made a joke about Otunga saying something. He was like, Otunga always has insight on, <laughs> uh, on the pre-show. That's what you should do, Matt. Get booked on Rosenberg's wrestling one-on-one interview show. Be like, no, I'm going to come in studio and then just smack Rosenberg in the face. <laughs> What's crazy is I was a fan of him from Hot 97 yeah. Um, yeah. up in New York. It's weird seeing him in this context. He's usually pretty good, but sometimes it comes off like way too much of a fanboy. You know, which we all are to some degree, but he got there's a place, there's time and place, place oh, for yeah. it. But good on him, though, man. I mean, come on, if any of us got the call from WWE saying, Hey, man, we want you to host the pre show, go in there and just be like, I ain't doing it. I'd be like, Hell, hell no, I am, no, I'll sell out in a heartbeat. <laughs> I will go out shit. there and I'll be the I'll be the podcast stooge on the pre show in a heartbeat just for the trip, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, give me a trip and a swag bag, and I'm there, folks. Uh, I mean, but no, I actually look, I like Rosenberg better on these than uh, the other guy that they get. Um, oh, Sam Roberts. Uh, yeah, Sam Roberts. It's not saying much. They're both not in an element on this. Sam Roberts is money on his own show. Yeah, I like not, that. I, not on these. I like Rosenberg on his own show. I like uh, and I like Sam on his yeah. I like the, his podcast, Sam's podcast. I think is great, and his interviews are awesome. Well, because you have to. Could you, I mean, it would be weird doing one of these things completely in kayfabe, right? That you're there, and I have to well, talk about this. I was just going to say that's why I think Rosenberg's better on that other show. What's it called? Take it to the table. What the hell's it called? Bring, no, it, to bring the table. it to the table. He's better on that actually. Yeah, yeah. Than he is on this SmackDown. The SmackDown crap. Talking smack. That's you know that's a that's a weird thing with interviewing wrestlers and like when, when I get on these GFW conference calls and <laughs> and and they're you know they're talking like you're it's the real. only one who's interviewing. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, but they're talking like it's real, and then it's like, well, how 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 inside can you get? Do you have to act like you know they're really feuding or the storyline? You know, and you see that a lot with wrestlers where they'll, they'll be on a talk show and they're like, you know, are you going to win? <laughs> do, do you know how you gauge it? How I would gauge it if I was you guys? I would gauge it as far as what the performer's willing to give you. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And then, and, and then try not to overstep it, you know, unless it's something you really need to know. Yeah. You know, like go back with the Kurt Angle, Karen, and, and Jeff thing, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like nobody could talk about that, right? If I was in an interview, I'd want to know about that. Right. I'd want to know the details, not because I'm some gossip person, but I want to know why the damn owner of the company was no longer around kind of a thing. Right. That's yeah. a big deal. So, um, I don't know. I, I, what did you, did they, did you ask them something specifically? And they're like, yeah. And I got the one, two, three brother. What, what did they say? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I never asked those kind of questions. I always ask real, you know, real stuff, but a lot of the people on the calls are asking, you know, like you, do you think you'll win or uh, is, is, is it going to be a really oh, tough geez. match? And you know, it's like, Oh God, he's just really? wasting time. Yeah. That is wasting time. 
And then you see them when they go on talk shows, you know, like uh, Fallon or any of those. They're always talking like it's it's a real match coming up. So anyway, it's a, it's a weird thing with wrestling because with movie stars they don't do that. They're not acting like they're you know really Batman and and <laughs> about to fight Superman. So it's a yeah. weird it's a weird dynamic though. We just came out. If you really think about it, the business just came out. Of, the cat was let out of the bag, you know, when they went public. You know what I'm saying? As far as it being a work, yeah. Well, Vince did in the late '80s to so they didn't have to regulate as a. He was still Titan Sports, right? But they they came out and said it was the matches were predetermined so that they wouldn't have to get regulated by the state athletic. He said this in '88. Yeah, it was like '88 okay. or '89. Oh, but, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. it wasn't until like the. Huh. Yeah. Actually, this is a good question because I don't think we've ever talked about this in the year we've been doing this podcast together. Matt, what is your first memory of knowing professional wrestling was predetermined? Hmm. That is a hell of a question. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, 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 hmm. I, honestly, I, I honestly, Christ, can't answer that. I, I don't know. I never had a moment going, oh, this is a work. I always wanted it to be real, I think. Mm. So therefore, I, I, I wouldn't... Yeah, no. I don't have a moment at all. Maybe even getting into it myself and seeing how everything worked, I still never had that moment. You know what I mean? I don't know how to explain that. Andre the Giant getting his haircut made me cry uh, wow. um, as a little kid. Uh, NWO uh, put, game being put together was the best thing ever. It was on the back of the New York Daily News. So that was real to me, you know. Um, there was a lot of things that I was really invested in as a fan because I wanted to be, I think. I think I was never looking for it to be. I wasn't trying to look to see that this was phony. Even if things were blatantly obvious to somebody else, I didn't want them to be, I think, maybe. Yeah. To it's, me. Funny. it's funny. With me, I found out I knew it before I started watching because I, I would watch the Hulk Hogan cartoon. Well, I saw that I would watch that Hulk Hogan cartoon, so I was familiar with the guys, but I never watched wrestling. And then we saw that 2020 thing. You remember the 2020 thing where uh, James Stossel? Yeah, and uh, Doctor D, David Schultz, he smacked that reporter John Stossel, and the dude lost his hearing. And I was like, "What an idiotic question asking if it's fake! It's so clear that it's real." And my parents were like, "No, it's not." <laughs> yeah, and for some reason that almost made it more interesting to me. Yeah. So like, I started watching it to see if I could tell. It was fake, and I huh. like, got sucked in, and I was like addicted after that. And See, my parents said that to me. I just wouldn't. I, was, I wasn't hearing it. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah. for me, my mom's boss when we were growing up, uh, her boss was a bodybuilder. He was like Mr. America over fifty or sixty or something like that. He competed in like the uh, older gentleman competitions. And I remember when wrestling first started going on Saturday night in first WrestleMania, she was saying, "Oh yeah, those guys all know." each other they come from the same scene hulk hogan's real name's terry and then when finding out there was predetermined like raj i thought it was more interesting i was like oh my god this is amazing that there's this vast conspiracy to put on this fake sports organization and present it as real i thought that was mind-blowing that was one thing that always drove me nuts still drives me nuts to this day is yeah. when people call it fake yes it's because it's meant in such a disrespectful absolutely you know looking right. down on it tone yeah. And they'd never say that about movies. You don't say that about TV shows. You're not like, oh, I don't watch The Sopranos because that shit's fake. Right. And, um, <laughs> you know. Well, that would be a good response when people are just, I just watch reality TV, bro. Just right. Scripted stuff for me. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
Um, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that that's, and it's weird that there's still people that do that, that still pull out that card and be like, you know, it's fake, right? It's like, yeah. It's like 2017. Jesus. Really? <laughs> you know, the, yeah. While they're going to like see the Avengers and you know, it's like, that's so real. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, it's getting uh, it's getting yeah, late, so we might have to do so, the Santino Jim yeah. Cornette stuff tomorrow. Uh, sorry for uh, that question there, but Matt, sort of, you're give 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 drop uh, your final thoughts on Hell in a Cell for everyone here that's staying with us. All we got over 600 people live. This is one of our biggest live audiences while we're recording for a B show. Yeah, for a B pay per view, which uh, man, so the, we'll probably hit probably like 15,000 views on this and another 10,000 downloads. That's oh, awesome. I th- so thank you everyone for for following along and listening and watching this. We really do appreciate it, seriously. Um, but with that, I thought it was a great pay per view. I, I because of the way we talked about earlier, it was bookended really, really strongly. Just uh, the meat in the sandwich uh, left a lot to be desired <laughs> at times. Um, we had a I thought a for sure five star match between Rude and uh, Dolph that I was slightly off on. Um, no fault to their own. And um, there you go, and there you are. Um, for your dietary needs, go to yournutritionalblueprint.com. If you want to donate to my campaign that I'm running for commissioner here in Longwood City, go to mattmorganforlongwood.com. But if you're looking to get ripped and shredded like me, go to my new website. It's brand new. It just started. It just opened, guys. It's at yournutritionalblueprint.com. Nice. And so, Raj, tomorrow night after Raw, we will talk a bit more about the Santino story, talk about uh, – WWE adding another women's title and what story should people look for on wrestling Inc in the next day or so? Oh, their Lita was talking in the Q and a about WWE talking about doing a women's tag team title, which good God, I think that's a, do they have enough women? Do we have enough women? No, okay. <laughs> unless you have, yeah. I, I mean, I guess you could do it in NXT or something and, and sign all the people from the May young tournament, but you don't need to have more titles that mean nothing. And uh, so anyway, Everybody gets a title. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll 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 talk the Santino, the Santino Jim Cornette stuff. That was. Did you get a chance to see those videos, Matt? I heard one. I was falling asleep, um, and I heard it one night. I watch all my podcasts, guys, on YouTube now. People put them right to the they cue them right to the good parts of these podcasts, like Edge and Christian's <laughs> podcast that goes on for fifty five hours. Yeah. Like they go to the some fan will cue it to the best parts of like a Randy Orton interview or whatever. Right. So I've been mil- I've been milking off of those, yeah. and uh, I was doing that with this one, and uh, yeah, the, the Centeno's. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. Hey Matt, can I just say for a second, this website is actually very well done. Isn't it? Yeah, this build your own meal thing. I mean, honestly, dude, you look at the type of shape I'm in. If you guys had vegan options, there are some work weeks where I would be, this is a good solution rather than having to worry about cooking for the week, you know? That's the whole thing, man. Someone like me made his own meals. Uh, Take my whole day Sunday away from me, me and my wife both, to set up our meals for the whole week, but making them and put them in Tupperware. What a pain in the ass. So for seven bucks a meal, like we're, you're, you're actually saving money. If you're someone that eats five or six meals a day, even three meals a day, you're spending more money at McDonald's. Yeah. Say you have three meals a day. It's 21 bucks through us, right? You're spending that at a steakhouse going out at lunch with your buddies. You're spending that at fast food at, later on after work. You, you just are, you know? So it's a cheaper way. That website is super simple to use. Yeah, it's very good. And this meal builder is amazing. It's very yeah, isn't it? It's cool. 
Very well done. I'm a snob when it comes to website UI, but this is oh, really? very, very well done. <laughs> yeah. I have to deal with this all day, you know, in uh, regular cool. work. So Thanks, no, it's very well done, man. Um, so that's yournutritionalblueprint.com to check it out. And uh, yeah, tomorrow night we'll be back. Monday Night Raw. TLC is two weeks away, folks. So Raw is going to keep those storylines going. We'll know what the main event is tomorrow night. Right, Raj? Yeah, The Shield versus... Uh... The Shield versus Miz, Cesaro, and Sheamus is what it's looking like. Yeah. Unless uh, they somehow figure out a way to get Braun Strowman in there because there's nothing else really that he's involved in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no more. Less than 24 hours, folks. So until next time, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and thanks for joining us on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.